listeners, welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. We're so glad to have you here today. We are talking about important things, not just important things, the most important thing. So this is going to be an episode that's going to be important for you to listen to, to share with your team. Uh, and to ponder on, uh, we we so easily can get caught up in urgent things and we deal with what's right in front of us that has to be done. It happens to all of us, but we need to be careful in the midst of dealing with urgencies that we don't lose sight of what's important. And so today with me is my friend and colleague, Jeremy Carroll. Jeremy leads uh, our, his manager of uh, some of our publishing teams here at Lifeway. He leads our VBS, which is hugely popular. VBS is happening right now as we record this. A lot of churches are kicking it off. Uh, by the time you hear the episode, you may be done with your VBS or maybe not, but Jeremy leads that team as well as our short term discipleship, Bible study resources like Team Kid and other studies that we do. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeremy Carroll, welcome to the show. <laughs> hey, Chuck, good, good to be here. That was a, quite an introduction. <laughs> Well, and I see uh, you, Jeremy, you have an interesting workspace. So we let's yep. talk just a little bit about yep. this. So we uh, we have moved largely to a work from anywhere approach at Lifeway. Yep. And so I have a little cubby that's been walled off in our bonus room upstairs. You have a special place that you have carved out for yourself. Uh, I can see you because we're on Zoom as we record. But tell the, uh, the listening audience, what what's your workspace like? Uh, so I love my workspace. Uh, when we, when all of the, the virus hit back in 2020 and all the things, and we were like, I gotta, we're gonna work from home. I gotta have a place dedicated. Now, uh, some of our listeners, and I've met some of them as we go travel about previews and things that we do. But I have six kids. And so between my wife and six kids, uh, all living at home, uh, I need a place. And so fortunately, we moved into this house that we're in about four years ago, and there's this 10 by 20 shed out behind our house that had power and it was kind of already ready. Um, and so I actually took about, uh, 60% of that, walled it off, put in some shelves, got a bookshelf behind me, um, of some of our products, some of the things that we work on, things I need to grab quickly if I'm talking to a customer or somebody. Um, but I, I, I work out of a shed out in my backyard and it's got a little window air unit and it's a beautiful day. You got the window in front of me. I can see the outside. I love this space where I can kind of come out, but I can also just leave and lock the door and go in the house and, uh, spend time with family and it's and cute. And you have a separation then from work and home, which is a tough part about working from home. It is. Is it's when are you at work and when are you at home? Yeah. But you're so it's been really fun to watch the the progress as you have worked on this because at the very beginning you had open studs and yes. I'm not sure if you had air conditioning when you started. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, and there were lots of curtains hanging around to try to mask some of the studs. Uh, there wasn't insulation when I first started working out here. So yeah, it's it, it has evolved to a, a kind of a cozy little place out here. I do love that idea of kind of like the, what the he shed yeah. and she shed. It's a little hard to say that, yeah. but the, the idea of converting like a, an outbuilding, a shed into a workspace, I'm fascinated yeah. by that. You and I both like doing little home projects yeah. and things. And so I've, uh, you know, we converted our garage into living space and I know that you've looked at that. I'm looking at your shed likewise <laughs> and thinking, mm, I need to take a, take a page out of Jeremy's playbook and do that one day. It's a lot of fun. It's great. It's a great space. It's not perfect, but Hey, it is, uh, what I have and I'm and I am thankful for the God's provision of this at our house so I could didn't have to build something it was already here 
Well, one of the things that you get to lead at Lifeway is VBS. Uh, at the moment, as we record the episode, we're, 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 uh, churches are starting to use this year's VBS, Spark Studios. And we are about, actually today, as we record, is the big reveal day oh, for right. next year's yeah. theme. Let's not talk about it just nope. for any reason. If it were to yeah. leak out before <laughs> then, let's let that be separate. But, but uh, as we record, today's big reveal day, VBS has been such an important and powerful ministry for a lot of churches. Before we dive into our our topic for the day, Jeremy, what what is it that you love most about VBS and why do you think it's such a crucial thing for churches to lean into? Uh, so VBS is kind of like in my mind, in my experience. So before, for listeners who may not know, I, before coming to Lifeway, I was on staff. I was a kid's pastor. I've uh, been on church staff for many years and um, oh, and, and uh, VBS in, in, a, in a camp experience, I know Jeremy Eccles comes on from time to time to talk about camp. And I love these two experiences during the summer, which some churches don't do things during the summer. But that's if, if you do camp or do VBS during the summer, I love it because it is a focused, gospel-centered opportunity. Mm-hmm. And we get more time, kids get more time for gospel engagement um, we've done the math and we, we've in, in the it's worth it book and all the different places we put out like the VBS. If a, if a child comes to VBS and let's say it's a three hour VBS, they get uh, a year or so worth of gospel engagement based on church, current trends of church attendance and all that. Mm-hmm. Like that's just mm-hmm. so much gospel engagement packed into uh, one oper- one week. And then the other layer is that there's so many different ways to engage the gospel. So it's not just um, he, sit down and hear a Bible story. That's super important, but it's right. not just that it's kids are engaging through recreation and they're engaging through crafts and they're engaging through music and worship and missions and all of these different ways that kids are engaging with the gospel. They're going to get it somewhere and somehow the kids are going to respond differently based on their own makeup and how God created them. And that's one of the things I love about Spark Studios is we really get to lean into that creative design and power. How are you created? That's you're, yes. you may be created to really lean into getting um, the gospel during recreation, or maybe it's during snack time, or maybe it's during missions, but you're going to get that different points. And so I love VBS for those two reasons, super gospel centric, but also the various ways that we get to unpack the gospel through the rotations. And in all of it happening in relationship, yeah. you know, when kids come to VBS and they are there for those multiple hours each day, all week long, it's not just what they're hearing. It's that they're actually building friendships with other kids. They're building relationships with your volunteers and with your leaders and with you as the leader of your ministry. And those relationships are so key so that kids aren't just hearing straight truth they are receiving truth in the context of a caring relationship with someone that they trust and that they know. And that is so valuable. Yeah. I don't think VBS would be as, as impactful as it was, if it wasn't for the relationships. I think that is a, a huge takeaway that, you, uh, that a point to bring up. The relationships are so, so important. Um, yeah. Totally agree with that. So as we know, as, as kids ministry leaders, or as ministry leaders in general, regardless of what area you serve in, because it's true of adults and students and others, there are many important things that we do, right? Building relationships is an important thing. And uh, uh, being faithful to gather together is an important thing. And being well-prepared uh, to share and to teach is an important thing. But Jeremy, you've uh, recently wrote a blog post that that became uh, inspiration for this conversation 
about the most important thing because there is something that that ultimately is so important that if we do all the other things but we miss this thing we've missed it altogether. So let's start to talk a little bit about what is this most important thing for us and then you've got a couple strategies to help us stay focused on that. Three things, two of which start with P's. Yeah, I'm I only come slightly with that disappointed. Third one. In that. I know, I couldn't come up with the <laughs> only third one. slightly disappointed, Jeremy. But no, that's all right. <laughs> and we'll get to those three things. But and you base this off uh, off uh, a verse or a passage in First Corinthians 15, where Paul talks about that most important thing. Yeah. And, uh, so, and really the blog came out of an inspiration from a session that I led at our VBS previews here in 2022 mm. for Spark Studios. Um, I, I want to talk about what's the most important things. A lot of times I'll ask in, in context of VBS, like what's the most important thing we do? What's the most important thing we can say to kids in the context of VBS? And uh, oftentimes you'll get, get standard answers like that we love you or we care about you or that Jesus loves you or uh, you were created on purpose for purpose. I heard that a lot this year and thought that was super an in-theme answer for this year. Yeah. Uh, but those are all great things. But when you roll all of those together, I really think that we go to what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15. And he says, for I pass on to you as most important what I also received that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. And I love how Paul just kind of gets to it. And there, this is such a VBS verse too, because he's saying, I not only is there this most important thing, which we want to get to that message, but he also talks about how the relationship you say, he says, hey, I'm passing on to you what somebody passed on to me. And so that as yes. VBS leaders, that's what we're doing. As kids ministry leaders, we're passing on what we've already received, this most important message, which is, we would say is the gospel. It's the gospel, right? That Christ died for our sins and that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day. That is, that's the gospel. And Paul says that is the most important uh, thing that he received that he's passing on. And so that's, we need to be faithful to keep our eyes on that most important mission and message as we minister with kids. And there are all kinds of ways. And we've seen, um, of course, here at Lifeway, we've seen over the last decade or so as the gospel project has come out, this idea of gospel-centered ministry. And we uh, we at Lifeway love gospel-centered ministry. We think it's super important. Part of the reason why is because of this topic, because we, we know that we can do a lot of things in ministry, VBS and parent night out and midweek programming and Sunday morning programming and Sunday night programming and all kinds of things that we do. But if we don't have a consistent intentional callback or, or placement rather of the gospel within what we do, we're really kind of missing it. Now we can, again, we can build great relationships. We can do all of those great, important things, but if we don't have it centered on the gospel centered on this good news of Jesus, then what are we really doing with our kids when, when they come into our ministries? Um, I often say that sometimes um, parents, this is, this is a, uh, and a, an, uh, losing the word, a sort, maybe an, a, an unconscious or a subconscious, um, transaction or contract that parents have with us. When they bring kids to church, they expect us to lift Jesus up and make great the name of Jesus and talk about Jesus. And when we fail to do that, we're kind of breaking this, this, unspoken contract with parents that we're, we may give them fun and we may give them snacks and we may give them all kinds of great things and music. But, but when parents bring our, their kids to us, they do expect them to have fun and enjoy their time and all that, but they really want us to help them partner with them in sharing Jesus, sharing this gospel message with their kids. 
Well, and it can be easy. There are temptations for us in ministry to do things that uh, that make kids uh, want to come back, to have a really good time, uh, and to uh, you know to to be attracted to our ministry or to like us or to do things that are not bad things, but that if we do those things without using them to get to the gospel, those things in and of themselves can can really pull us off target with the purpose of our ministry. So so just going back, Jeremy, to say, listen, listeners, all of you listeners, we need to be looking carefully, regularly, consistently at why we do what we do. And we can get pulled off into fun and games and engagement at the expense of a strong gospel connection and message that kids need to hear that should be the core of everything that we do. And this is a great reminder for everyone, especially in a season of camp and VBS and fun. Yes, as we create those experiences within Lifeway, we are very, very cognizant and careful to make sure that Jesus is always front and center. And he always will be. When you choose a Lifeway VBS, Jesus will always be front and center. The gospel will always be clear and present. And uh, But that's not true of every VBS that's out there. Uh, not to uh, critique other resources by other people. There are many good ones, but we as leaders are accountable. I think you mentioned uh, James 3.1. You know, we know that uh, that James warns that not many of you should become teachers. Why? Because as such, we'll incur a stricter judgment But because what we teach matters. So we need to be very careful to make sure that we continue to reset our sights to make sure that we're targeting the gospel very clearly. Yeah, and I love there's a there's a little bit of a partnership between what James says in James three and what Paul says uh, actually back in First Corinthians um, in First Corinthians chapter one where he says that it's required that we're be found faithful managers of the mysteries of God or we could say the gospel there we're that is a requirement of Christians remember the 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 um, the book of Corinthians, the first Corinthians, second Corinthians, it's not written to just to church leaders. This is a Christian responsibility to be faithful managers of the gospel message, the mysteries of God. And so even more so than when you, when you read James, come on and say that we, um, that we should be careful about being teachers. We should be teachers. We should, we should aspire to that and, and realize that we are teaching. Um, I, I love what you said, Chuck, about, um, some of the things that we do because, um, there are ways that we engage kids that um, things that we can, we can do that are not quote unquote presenting the gospel or a gospel presentation. I'm using air quotes. I know listeners can't see me doing that, but I'm using air quotes here, uh, gospel presentation, but um, meaning we can do things like have fun games with a, brief, a debrief, or we can make kids really feel like they're welcomed and they belong and they have a place within our ministry. And we can, really emphasize those relationships. And those are things that we should do because when we do those things, when we play fun and active games, when we make kids feel welcome, like they're a part of the group and they're not an outsider, when we do all of those things, it's really emotionally and cognitively setting them up, psychologically setting them up to receive the truth that we have to pass on to them. And that's what we want to do. We want to pass that truth on. So we don't want to miss that opportunity. We want to do all of those good things but then take it that next step of passing on what we've also received, which is the gospel. Hmm. Absolutely. Now you mentioned that idea of being faithful managers of the gospel of ministry. And so you have identified some tips, three of them uh, th to help us 
check ourselves uh, and to put us on course to make sure that we are lining up the sites, to go back to that target analogy, to make sure that we are on point. And so you've identified three tips for us to help take our roles as managers of the gospel uh, more seriously. So let's go in there, Jeremy. Walk us through these tips. Where do you start? So, yeah. So the first one is the one that I couldn't come up with a P verb for. Um, <laughs> there is a P in it, but I couldn't come up with a, with a verb that started with P. So the other two start with a, a, a verb that starts with a P. But this one is just simply go back to the basics. Invest in your own personal. There's your P. Personal there's your relationship. your P. It's personal. Yeah. Um, invest in your own personal relationship with, with Jesus. Remember that you have received this message once before. Mm-hmm. Somebody passed it along to you. And so this is the most important message. And it can't be something we simply just teach. It has to be something that 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 come. We've heard this before. Comes out yeah, of the overflow live. of our heart. Yeah, it, yeah, something we live out. And uh, so we want to be found faithful. But if we're going to be found faithful, we first have to believe it and live it out in our own lives. So make sure you're carving out time. That's the old cliche of you know you want to need to uh, show me, tell me what you matter, what matters most to you, and give then give me your uh, you know checkbook or your uh, calendar, and I'll tell you what really matters most to you. Mm. Uh, don't be afraid to carve out time on your busy schedule to pray, to, 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 to spend time in personal worship, to read your Bible, not just for preparation, but for personal study. Uh, that is, that is that relational piece that Jesus wants with us. And we need to invest in that relationship personally. And that can be one of those things that, uh, that can easily uh, take a back burner, Game, you know, it's, yeah. when we're busy and when we're under pressure and when we are, uh, focused on the work of ministry, our own personal, uh, time with the Lord, quality time can easily be something that we don't make time for, don't take time for, don't schedule time for. Um, and, and in that we can find ourselves giving out of an empty bucket and that's not healthy. That's not good. It has to start with us. Yeah. So let's move on to the second one. The second one does start with a P. So we have that invest in personal relationship or, or just, we can say personal relationship, but the second one is P for pray, um, or pray for with P. So this is, again, this is one of those things. If we're not careful in the busyness of the schedule and the planning, the VBS and the planning, the midweek and the planning, the camp and the, 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 the doing parts of ministry, if we're not careful praying for our ministry is something that can, can fall by the wayside if we're not careful. And so we want to be strategic. And I, 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 when I was a kid's pastor and when I talk with and engage with kids leaders, I always tell them like, Find a strategy, like get all the roles from your classes or from your large group. Or um, if you have a, if you're a smaller church and you only have one, like get that and get the list of the kids on the roll and also their parents and if any siblings. And then just make a plan to pray for one or two or three kids and their families per week and put them on your heart and pray for them and pray um, for them by name, pray for the families um, pray for the partnership you have with them. But what we're doing is a spiritual ministry and prayer is a spiritual weapon and, and a spiritual tool. And we don't need to come to a spiritual uh, battle as it were. Uh, our ministries oftentimes are spiritual battles. We want to come to a spiritual battle without a spiritual weapon. And prayer is one of the most important things that we can do for our ministries and our families. And prayer is another one of those things that can be easy for us to neglect, yeah. right? Because we we all would, nobody out there would say, oh, prayer is not important. But when we look at the checkbook of our prayer time, if we look at our, our calendar at the end of the day and recap, do a time study on our day, we are probably all 
very guilty of neglecting that time in prayer. I know that I am. That's convicting to, to go through this list with you and say, boy, I really need to improve in both of those first two. Me too. Me too. Because it can be so easy to be about getting things done and about checklists and task lists and setting goals and achieving them and being driven. And as leaders, we tend to be wired that way. Uh, but to to acknowledge, as you said, that what we are doing is a spiritual ministry, it requires prayer. Yeah. And so, you know, and, uh, the other thing that I get to whenever I'm reminded of the importance of prayer is the contrast of, you know, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. Yeah. I'm really good at worrying <laughs> about most things, yeah. uh, but not um, not as faithful as I need to be in praying about all of those things. So there's there's relief that comes when we take things to the Lord. There's release that comes when we take things to the Lord. And we acknowledge that this is not my ministry. It belongs to him. And therefore, its success or failure really is not up to me. Right. Uh, that That's life-giving. Uh, even for us, Jeremy, the work that we do to realize that the things that we're doing, we create and we hold with open hands and we <laughs> offer to the Lord that VBS, mm -hmm. right? That big week, we can feel a lot of pressure around creating that content that we do and in facilitating it that our churches do. And ultimately to realize that we need to offer the whole thing to the Lord in prayer and trust it to him. Boy, there's there's life that can come in that. Yeah, we we know just and the listeners may not know this. Like we pray over VBS in particular because that's what, kind of where we are this season of life right now. But we pray our the team that that works on it. We pray before any brainstorming and ideation. We pray as we're developing outlines. We pray uh, as we're developing products. Like we we don't take it lightly, knowing that what we're doing is is offering up something to God. So that he can use in the lives of uh, of, our, of our the churches we serve, out touching millions of people across the world. We know that is a, a task that is way too big for us, and we have to put it into the Lord's hands and let Him uh, do that. So that third one is is what I would say, and I have two pieces for this one. So I'll make up for not having the other one. Is plan <laughs> and be prepared. And so what I mean by that is just uh, kind of what we said earlier. If we don't intentionally look at our min ministries, evaluate our ministries and say, hey, is there are there things I'm doing that while they may be fun, they're really not contributing to the the, the most important message. They're not contributing to the gospel being presented clearly. Now, that doesn't mean that we're talking about boring things. I'm not saying that your ministry should be boring. That is definitely not what, what is what is being conveyed here. Well, because you can do intentional things like playing games, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, you can do things like uh, activities welcome activities that make kids feel like they're welcomed and belong and they're, they're part of the group. Those things may not necessarily have a, a gospel debrief per se, but they are strategic in making your ministry gospel centered or mm -hmm. keeping the most important thing, the most important thing. So there's all kinds of things we can do, but we have to plan for it. We have to prepare for it. We have to evaluate what we're doing in light of where we need to be. You just said, Jeremy, we need to keep the most important thing, the most important thing. That's that yeah. first things first <laughs> that right. we need to keep there. And it is so good for us to be reminded of that truth. I think we all know it. We all acknowledge it, but we so easily don't do the, do that day to day. Right. Thank you for this reminder today that we need to, as leaders and leaders, I want to challenge you, uh, even as Jeremy has shared these great insights on how we need to take care of our own relationship with the Lord first, be committed to prayer, 
And yes, we do need to plan and be well prepared. I think that's an important aspect of what we do. We don't just wing it, uh, but we prepare well for the ministry we do. But ultimately, guys, we need to make sure that we are checking ourselves and checking our uh, our hearts uh, as well as checking our strategies to make sure that they are all pointed towards that most important thing. We have uh, we have the most important message in history uh, to share with kids. And we need to be faithful to make sure that we do that in a way that is consistent and that is accurate and that is healthy. Uh, Jeremy, thank you for your time and thank you for these great words of encouragement. Thanks for having me on here. I love love the opportunity to have this conversation with you and uh, you know being able to... to to talk with listeners, um, and not talk with them, but 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 give them things that that we talk about sometimes in our conversations here at Lifeway and in and our own personal ministry experience. I love being able to share those things. So thanks for having me on the podcast. Would you, Jeremy? I want to ask you yeah. if you would to pray for our listeners. Oh, yeah. We know that VBS is happening uh, right now. This it is still summer. Whenever they hear this message, uh, maybe some churches are in the midst of VBS right now. All of us are in places where we need to be reminded of this most important message. Would you pray for our leaders? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's pray, listeners, together. Uh, and if you're in a car, don't worry about closing your eyes. It's okay. <laughs> All right. Just pray where you are. Have an attitude of prayer in your heart. Father in heaven, we are grateful for your love in our lives. We are grateful that you passed along using somebody this message to us. And we want to then turn around like Paul and pass it on to others. And uh, when we're in the work of ministry, like many uh, who listen to the podcast are, God, I pray that you will strengthen their hearts. Get them uh, ready for the spiritual ministry that they are involved in. Help them to to set aside time uh, to invest in their own personal ministry. Help them to pray um, authentic, deep prayers for those around them uh, and help them to, to plan and prepare and to look at, uh, take an evaluative look at their own ministry so that they can make sure that everything they do is part of the gospel message. As we're working through VBS and and maybe we're tired and we have summer activities and whatever kind of ministry events are happening, God, I pray for, our, for those listening to this podcast that they will be renewed in strength. They will be renewed in passion for your gospel message, this most important message uh, and they will do everything they can to invest that message back into the lives of those uh, kids and the families in their communities. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Jeremy. Listeners, we teased you a little bit with the theme reveal for next year that is going to be happening at the day we record this episode. I want to encourage you to slip over to lifeway.com slash VBS where you can see that theme for yourself. Lifeway.com slash VBS is the place where you can go to see what's happening for next summer, even as you are facilitating ministry this summer. And we'd be really pleased for you to go check that out and then get excited with us about what God will do and about how we can use that awesome ministry of VBS to share this most important message with the kids and families in our ministries. Thank you for listening. We'll see you back here again soon for another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast.